No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Let's go. Good afternoon and good evening, whoever you are, wherever you are, It's Monday night, it's Christmas week, yay! It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Toys in every store. And the prettiest sight to see is the holly that will be on your own front. Welcome everybody, thank you for joining us Monday night, I hope you had a lovely weekend Because I certainly did, as always So much to get through And so little time If you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show Then please, by all means, head to patreon.com slash bumper. Become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button On your preferred podcast player And of course If you would like to, yes, exactly Maureen in the chat If you would like to yay Christmas with me Then you can do so by following me on Twitter at Boogie Bumper. If you'd like to leave a tip during tonight's proceedings, streamlabs.com slash Boogie Bumper or the preferred method Ring is, of the course... Bell and get your cheese, man. Just like that, Woodchip TV, right on cue. Thank you for joining us, sir. Thank you for the sub. You can become a booger. You can become a, a booger, which means you're uh, eligible for the next prize giveaway, which is planned for around 1,500 followers. So that's 400 away. So it'll it'll probably be three or four years from now. <laughs> so if you if you sign up to be a booger now on D Live, I mean you'll be you'll be there for a long time waiting. In fact, there's really no conceivable reason why you would become a booger so early before a giveaway. The, the much more, you know, economically astute thing to do would be to wait until we're just about at 1,500 followers and then become a booger, then subscribe to the channel. Because, let's be honest here, it costs you like four bucks a month and, I mean, you don't really get anything out of it. You, you get some extra stickers, I think. <laughs> That's about it. The only other reason is for the prize giveaways. When we decide to do them, they're not set in stone either. I might get to 1,500 and then go, nah, you know what? Fuck it. Fuck them. Fuck them. Because these people have just signed up in the last week, so why would I Why would I reward them? Minister of Fun, Kimmy with the diamond. Thank you for joining us, Kimmy. It'll happen sooner if you wouldn't ruin, if you wouldn't run everyone off. You really think so? Do I run people off? Come on, I'm a nice guy. I'm nice, I'm affable. I'm friendly to people. I'm very friendly. Most of the time. Eh, a lot of the time. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. It is Monday night. It is Christmas week and you are listening to the Daily Boogie podcast. Uh, you know, as I forgot, as always, tonight's recommended drink is, of course, cheap box wine. Tonight's recommended snack, bland brand, no name crackers. This is the official wine and crackers broadcast here on DLive. But the reason that I feel... I have to remind you that this is the Wine and Crackers Ring the broadcast bell here on and get your cheese, man. Thank you for the gifted sub. Winning TV, dlive.tv slash winning TV. Amberlina, culling the herd is necessary. <laughs> no, I, I find the herd culls itself. Actually, funny you say that. Oh, <laughs> 
Ben K. Veritas with a diamond. I'm here. Am I banned yet? No, but you're walking on thin ice, my man. Very thin ice. Just by even asking. Pushing it. Minister of Fun Kimmy with a diamond. I stick around because I'm testing my endurance. Ah, oh, okay. That's fair enough. I did I did tell you that eventually everybody hates me eventually. It's just a matter of time. That's that's the way I conduct every single personal relationship I have in my life. That everybody's on a clock, everybody's on a ticker, and at some point they will hate me for something. So I've just accepted it. Which is kind of like a license to be a jerk, I guess. I don't know. But it's a pretty cool deal. You should try it. Uh, Smoky Bear 2020. Boogie is cool. It's like everything else. If you don't piss some people off every now and then, you're not trying. Well, I'd like to think so. I do like to think so. Hang on. There's there's lots of stuff going on here at Casa Day Bumper. Okay. All right. Now, where were we? Where was I? What was I talking about? Uh, yes, it's it's the Wine and Crackers broadcast. Holy shit! Woodchip TV dropping a guinea in our lap. I spent double four, double three with a diamond. Woodchip TV says, Merry Christmas to all. Keep up the good work, Boogie. Rest you ain't giving enough. Boogie has to uh, Boogie has to eat too. Yes, I do. I do. More often than normal people. Because yeah, I'm a big guy. I should probably eat a little less. I mean Christmas coming up and all. Uh. Uh, I spend double four, double three with the diamond. Thank you for joining us, Rusty. Uh, he doesn't say anything. He just gives us a diamond. That's fine by me. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. So the reason I bring up the Wine and Crackers broadcast specifically tonight is uh, Wine and Crackers fans out there, unofficial members of the Wine and Crackers crew, as we like to call it, the WCC. Uh, I've got some bad news. It's time for us to be a little more friendly, unfortunately. We've got to do less whining and more reaching out. I've been reliably informed by the good people of Time Magazine that it's time for the wine... Ironically, it's time for the Wine and Crackers fan club, the Wine and Crackers crew, to do a little less whining and a little more caring, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Monday night edition of the Daily Boogie podcast. From the good people of time educating us like they do, people of colour learn at a young age that they need to be twice as good. Now, white people need to be twice as kind. You haven't been kind enough. Winning TV with a diamond, dlive.tv slash winning TV. Common sense and no cheerleading tends to piss off. No TV and no beer make Homer something, something. I just finished a long evening walk. This is the article. This is not me. I didn't finish a long evening walk. I just finished a long evening walk in my neighborhood and was relaxed for the first time in days when I saw the white woman washing her Lexus. Oh, I'm already angry, aren't you? White women are bad enough. Lexus owners are bad enough. When you see a white woman washing a Lexus, you know you're in for a shitty night, don't you? Oh, yes, I remember now what I was going to talk about. Um, Because somebody, I can't, I can't remember why this was brought up now. Because some earlier in the chat, I think it was Amberlina made a comment about something. Oh, yes, that's right. We're banning people. 
So over the weekend, somebody asked me, why are most of your moderators women? Genuinely. And I was kind of taken aback because I've never really thought about it before. And I'm like, well, shit, I guess you're right. Minister of Fun Kimmy with a diamond should have had a black woman wash it instead. <laughs> or perhaps a Mexican? Huh? Ring huh? the bell. I see what you're get doing. Get your cheese, man. I see what you're doing. Woodchip TV giving out five subs. Thank you so much. Wow. Handing out five subs to people. It's very generous of you. Thank you. Uh, pure social pure social network in the chat, ladies and gentlemen. Hi, Boogie. Just joined thank so we can chat, my man. Well, thank you for joining. Thank you for coming. I see you in hell. PureSocialNetwork.com, ladies and gentlemen. PureSocial.tv. Doing great stuff. Uh, yeah, so somebody asked me why, why most of your moderators women, and I was taken aback because I'd never really thought about it, and then I was like, oh, shit, I guess you're right. So I had to come up with something on the spot, and I said, well, we all know that historically whenever a female is in charge of like a village or a tribe or a nation, there's a lot more bloodshed, like per capita. And the person kind of looked at me funny as if I was making it up. No, I'm not Ring making it up. Ring the bell and get your cheese, man. Thank you for the sub, Ambelina. I'm not making it up. I'm not making it up. Uh, women, when, you know, because you, you know how you always hear that meme? Oh, if a woman, if a woman was in charge, there would be no war, right? Ben K. Veritas with a diamond. Who asked that? See my hatchet, motherfucker? Yeah, you're one of. You know, but exceptions to trends do not invalidate trends so whenever a woman is in charge and it's not just white women because there's been like african tribal leaders and shit who are females and stuff um you know cleopatra obviously one of the most famous african leaders (laughs) dare i say queen but you know there's been other throughout history but when women are in charge, they're fucking brutal, man. If you compare them to, again, on a per capita scale, women when women are in charge, the, the situation is far more bloodshed. There's more war, there's more killing, there's more death. It's just a thing. I don't know. Could be coincidence. Probably is. Probably caused by the husband. The husband making her angry. You know, the usual lines. <laughs> So I said to this person, that's why most of my moderators are women, because they will ruthlessly slaughter anybody in the chat that they see fit. That's the way we like it here. I've said before, my moderators are not an extension of me. You know, it's it's like a volunteer role they have within the Kingdom of Boogistan, but they operate independent of central command. They are basically independent terror cells. So if, if you pick a fight with one of the terror cells... You can't blame me for it. I, you know, I just provided a little bit of funding to get them going, but they they make their own rules. <laughs> they do their own thing. So that's why most of them are women, because they'll make their own rules, they'll act incredibly emotionally, and they'll be ruthless when dishing out their punishment, whether that's the cold shoulder, the silent treatment, or just cutting your dick off. I don't know. They'll just do what they want. <laughs> and I don't have to worry about it. All right, where the hell were we? Where the hell were we? It's it's time for white people to be nicer. Okay, this is the article. Uh, what's it called again? People of color learn at a young age that they need to be twice as good. Now white people need to be twice as kind. 
I'd just finished a long evening walk in my neighborhood and was relaxed for the first time in days when I saw THE white woman. It's not a white woman, it's THE white woman. When I saw THE white woman washing her Lexus. Holy shit! Wood chip TV dropping a guinea, the double guinea, ladies and gentlemen. Accepting applications from all the single ladies, all the single ladies. Wood chip TV is now seeing you in his office, and if you're lucky, you'll be out quickly. <laughs> Let us know if you smell chloroform in there. I've heard stories. Hard to track down a witness though. I paused to wait. <laughs> so the white woman, the white woman is washing her Lexus. She probably didn't know she was about to throw her whiteness at me like a rock. <laughs> what? <laughs> she probably didn't know she was about to throw her whiteness at me like a rock, nor do I think she meant to. She accidentally hurled her whiteness at a black person. Happens to me all the time. How often do you accidentally throw your whiteness at somebody? <laughs> I mean, it's like, you know, we pick up these bad habits because we are essentially, in fact, all of us to the core are racist. We know this. We've been told this long enough. It's about time we learn something. Throwing your, throwing your whiteness around in front of people. How disgusting. You're awful people. We all are. She probably didn't even know she was doing it. <laughs> She probably didn't know she was about to throw her whiteness at me like a rock, nor do I think she meant to. I paused to wave as she, as she sprayed water across her soapy SUV. I didn't want to... Listen, to this is my favourite line here. <laughs> ben K. Veritas with the diamond. I used to call that seagulling. <laughs> Very nice. It makes it sound so wholesome. <laughs> Listen to this line. I didn't want to startle her with my large black presence. <laughs> He's so... This person, I don't know if it's a male or female, this person is so considerate. I think it's a she. She is so considerate. Savala, her name is. The lovely Savala. <laughs> I didn't want to I didn't want to startle her like she's a like like she's a jittery gazelle on the plains of the Serengeti with, with the black with the rare black powerful lion <laughs> peering over the edge of a rock tracking her movements seeing waiting for her most opportune time to strike take that gazelle down I didn't want to startle her with my large black presence. She made eye contact, but didn't wave back. She didn't wave at a strange black person on the street. I'm beginning to see the problem here, aren't you? Think we found a racist, ladies and gentlemen. We love uncovering racists here on this program. We were both on the sidewalk. I motioned to ask whether she'd take a few steps back into her driveway so I could pass while preserving social distance, ladies and gentlemen. It's very, very important. You don't want to get too close to these white people. 
Make sure, make sure you give these white people, wherever you see them, a very wide berth. They're dangerous. When white people are about, always be on alert. I think that's the lesson here. Yeah, not to mention COVID. COVID. Oh, 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 yes, COVID. Yes, that's why you'd be. That's why you would give white people distance because of COVID, not just because they're very dangerous individuals who need to be kinder, twice as kind. We were both on the sidewalk. I motioned to ask whether she'd take a, a few steps back into her driveway so I could pass while preserving social distance. My alternative was to step into traffic on a curved street. She rolled her eyes, sighed, and walked wearily into her driveway, making a little room. So she did what she was told. You walked up to her while she was washing her own car in her own driveway and then asked her to move because of social distancing and COVID concerns. Halfway through this chore of washing the car, she agreed, at least in practice, by, without saying anything, moving to the side and letting you through. Wow. What a racist cunt. Are you aware she didn't even wave back when we waved at her? Can you believe this shit? Can you believe this supremacy? Can you believe that she threw her whiteness at me like a rock? Can you believe that she was almost, quote, <laughs> startled by my large black presence? Can you believe it? The article continues. <laughs> Winning TV with a diamond. Whenever I see round eye, I'd cross street too. <laughs> you round eye fool. The, the article continues. Maybe she was just frustrated, as we all are, by how COVID-19 has shifted the formerly straightforward rituals of our life, like taking walks or washing cars. Maybe she was tired. Maybe she had a bad Zoom meeting. There are a million reasons why she might have been rude. Woodchip TV with a diamond. I'm not so hot right now. Uh, maybe music will help. How did that work? <laughs> Thank you for the diamond. Maybe she had a bad Zoom meeting. There are a million reasons why she might have been rude. The reasons don't matter, though. This is the article speaking, not me. <laughs> the reasons don't matter, though. The impact does. Remember, remember how you've been told for the last 30 years that it's really important to respect other people's feelings? <laughs> she could have been very frustrated. I mean, she, she, she was very rude to me. She was white, though, however, so fuck her. <laughs> she needs to be kind all the time because she's a white bitch. Anybody else, you, you need to consider our feelings. You need to consider our position here. You need to consider the impulse I'm being asked to acquiesce. It's very important. Well, she's a white person, so fuck her. <laughs> she could have been angry, but fuck that bitch. Why didn't she smile and wave at me? That's a, remember, that's all that's going on here. That's that's the whole basis. Sometimes you have to pinch yourself. Sometimes you have to bite on a lemon to keep from smiling. 
the whole basis for this piece. How many times do we do this? We'll read a piece and, and it's just a blathering fucking constant stream of victimization, which all starts from some seemingly innocuous fucking event. She motioned to wave to a white person washing their car. They didn't wave back. They made eye contact only. And then when they asked the white person to please move aside a little bit so we can get past and remain socially distanced, the person, without complaining, did as they were instructed. This then leads to somebody in Time Magazine, of all places. This then leads to somebody in Time Magazine writing a, how many paragraphs is this thing? A, a, a six-paragraph diatribe about the event and why white people need to be nicer. <laughs> you, you see, you guys, you guys who write for time and work in the corporate media and stuff, you don't get how crazy we think you are. Like, because this makes sense to you. This is reasonable to you. This is normal for you because you're not like normal people. You're not. I'm sorry. You don't live normal lives. You don't have normal friendships. You don't have normal working in, uh, conditions. It, it's in your dishonesty is in your direct financial interest. It's in your, it's part of your career goals. You're not like normal people, and so you've been quarantined off. This is if you're ever wondering why journalists don't really care about quarantine, it's because they've been in quarantine for decades. Journalists live a very quarantined life. Their friends are, they normally, most journalists don't have a lot of friends outside the industry. If, if, if you ever get one and I'll be honest with you, that's exactly what they'll tell you. Journalists are friends with journalists. It's like cops. You know how cop, cops don't really have a lot of non-cop friends? Like they probably have some at the beginning, but the longer that they're a cop, the less cop friends they have and have because, you know, you go into the cop Christmas parties. You're going to the cop barbecues. And when you stop being a cop, incidentally, you're cut out of all of those social circles as well. So I've been told by numerous police that, you know, if you're a cop for 10 years, you go into all the cops, uh, you know, the fellow cops fucking birthdays and barbecues and the kids sporting events and all that stuff. They play in the same teams, right? And then when you stop being a cop, that you're just not in the same social circle anymore. You have to find yourself some new friends because they'll just cut you out because it's they only hang out with other cops. Journalists are like that too. They drink with journalists, they go to sporting events with journalists, they go to theater and shit with other journalists because only other journalists possess the necessary trained skills of obfuscation in order to tolerate being friends with a journalist. Only they can bullshit another journalist so much as to make them believe that they are actually friends with them, that they like them. But they're very bitter and twisted, lonely individuals, which is why I get on with them so well. Which is why I was born to be a journalist. Obviously. <laughs> the article continues. We relentlessly teach people of colour that their non-whiteness uh, non is the most salient, determinative thing about them. And indeed... Lived experience frequently confirms this. Of course, we view what we experience through the lens of race. <laughs> Jim Edward in the chat. 
journalist. <laughs> that, that, by the way, is my brackets voice. Whenever you hear me speak like that, it's when I'm reading something in brackets. Like, for, like this, for example. Lived experience frequently confirms this. Of course we view what we experience through the lens of race. Paradoxically, we simultaneously teach white people that race doesn't matter and they should be colorblind. It's <laughs> my brackets voice. The woman's snide, disgruntled manner ruined my night. <laughs> my whole day was ruined by this. My whole day. Isn't that love? Isn't that a wonderful thought? See, I don't know. I don't know about you. I'm not a very vindictive person. I'm not a bitter person. I don't wish bad on anybody. I want everybody to be happy. I want everybody to be happy and you know, plenty have you know, resources plentiful and have their enjoyments fulfilled. And I'm sad when people can't have that. I really am. But there is a part of me that just, I love the fact that this person was walking on the sidewalk. Ask somebody to move while they were washing their car. The person complied and moved out of the way. But just the manner in which the person did what they were asked is enough to ruin your whole fucking night. <laughs> I got that brings me joy. The thought of that brings me like the person, like this person later on that night, hours later, cooking dinner and like chopping carrots aggressively. Fucking white bitch. Fucking bitch with a fucking stupid fucking SUV. Why didn't she smile at me? <sighs> and the cat, like the, the lovely faithful cat that normally jumps up on the bench while mummy is making dinner. On this particular occasion, it jumps up on the bench and instead of giving it a pat and going, oh, I love you. This person, because their day has been ruined because a white person washing their car politely stepped out of the way and let them pass on the street, but they weren't extra nice about it. <laughs> it's because on that particular day, the person does not pat the cat when it jumps on the bench. The person says, get down off there, you little bitch. I fucking hate you. She didn't even smile at me. Did not even smile when I walked past. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to write an article about it. I am going to write an article about this. <laughs> and then we get this magic. So we should all be thankful. The woman's snide, disgruntled manner ruined my night in a very particular way. It made my blackness feel like a problem and left me to absorb and metabolize her white irritation metabolize 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 it left me to absorb and metabolize her white irritation oh. <laughs> somebody's getting snippy somebody's getting a little cranky in the article <laughs> fucking relax god I don't care, black, white, brown, or otherwise, if this is the kind, if you can be sent on such a fucking spiral over this innocuous, seamless event, 
There's a reason that you're at home getting angry and throwing the cat alone. It's not because a white person was washing their SUV. It's because you're an oh, you're an awful person. <laughs> you're a disgusting, disgusting creature. <laughs> Which is probably why you're a journalist in the first place. And it's why other journalists would in- agree implicitly with your, you know, self-affirming, quote-unquote, hot take here. Because you're a terrible, awful person. Listen to this. I desperately needed the peace my walk gave me. The golden grass blowing in the wind. (laughs) The scent of eucalyptus trees and the bay shining in the distance were a balm. It sounds like a fucking fairy tale. A fairy tale that was ruined by a white person washing their car. Oh, it's disgusting. Thank you for coming. I'll see you in hell. I'll see you in hell. It's an awful, awful, awful fucking thing. I tell you that much. <laughs> but peace is fragile these days, the author continues. Months, decades really, of witnessing black and brown death, denigration and pain. Remember, this all started from politely asking somebody to move aside on a sidewalk while they were washing their car and the person doing what they were told. That's where this starts. <laughs> It's important to keep that in mind when you get, as you descend deeper and deeper and deeper into a hell of your own creation. It's important to remember where this began. It's like the beat on a butterfly wing can affect time throughout the generations. <laughs> Minister Fun Kimmy with a diamond trauma blurred the details in her mind, which is which is you know what, all jokes aside. That's understandable, right? You know? I mean, it's not fair. It's just not fair. Just give me one second. I'll be back in a sec. I have to check the door. I'm waiting for a fucking delivery. We're good. We're good. This time of year. This time of year. This is the time of year because everybody knows I work nights, right? So I'm home during the day. But I have a great deal of trouble explaining to people, yes, I may be home during the day. You realize that I'm not a fucking robot though, right? Like I'm not awake 24 hours a day. (laughs) So it's around this time, Christmas time and whatnot, where people are like, hey, I'm getting a delivery. You'll be up, right? (laughs) I need somebody to sign for the delivery. You'll be okay, won't you? Every fucking time. I, could feel it in I don't know. If you if if the if the delivery guy happens to show up in the one hour that I'm awake when I'm home, then yeah, fine. What, should I sleep on the front porch and wait for the guy to show up? What do you want me to do here? Alright, where the hell were we? He wasn't even there, by the way. <coughs> Pardon me. We need to reset this up again. Some good ambiance is, is a nice way to start. There you go. That's what. That's the shit right there. 
That's Lakeisha Nugent, by the way. She's a fucking great singer. The article continues. I desperately needed the piece my walk gave me. The golden glass. The golden glass. The golden gl- the golden grass blowing in the wind. The scent of eucalyptus trees and the bay shining in the distance were a balm. But peace is fragile these days. Months, decades really, of witnessing black and brown death, denigration and pain have innovated me and depleted it doesn't take an overt, racialized encounter to bruise me. Bruise. She was bruised by this. Not physically, but emotionally, mentally, spiritually bruised. <laughs> Not scarred. I, I, I appreciate that the author didn't use the term scarred instead of bruised because scarred, I think, would be a little extreme to say that I was racially scarred by this person washing their car who politely got out of the way but just wasn't really nice about it. <laughs> you, you fucks are insane. You fucks are completely insane. And I know, because I know a couple of friends who kind of work in this in this line of work and they're always very upset when I make these kinds of statements. I'm sorry. Your, your entire industry is a clusterfuck. How do you like that? Your, your incestuous... Uh, deprived, debauched, dishonest, dishonourable industry is a fucking cancer. How do you like that? <laughs> Thanks for listening, bro. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, gotta be honest. Months, decades really of witnessing black and brown death, denigration of pain have depleted me. It doesn't take an overt racialized encounter to bruise me. As she stood in her driveway, I walked on with my heart racing and tears in my eyes. <laughs> my heart was racing. I had tears in my eyes. Can you fucking believe this? <laughs> I love this. <laughs> I love this in part because... Remember, again, it's important to keep... We have to keep hitting this point. I'm sorry. This all started when this person tried to walk past somebody washing their car. And the person politely got out of the way, did as they were told, and now... <laughs> cabaret and chat using the Steve Lookner emoticon there. Fantastic use. Fantastic use of that emoticon. It's perfect. Of that sticker. So this this encounter, where nothing happened, leads her crying, right? Well, what was the term? <clears throat> I walked on with my heart racing and tears in my eyes, ladies and gentlemen. So the reason that I love this is because I remember, do you remember that clip of the old white guy who was getting beaten half to death in the street? He was ripped out of his truck. I think it was a Ford Bronco. He was ripped out of his truck, remember? And he was beaten on the street by about five or six black guys and a couple of black women as well. But the reason that this uh, clip was so funny was because they played it on, I think it was at CNN. And somebody said, look at this white guy getting attacked. And that woman famously is like, oh, boo-hoo, poor white people. (laughs) Right, remember? (laughs) Boo-hoo, poor white people, who cares? 
<laughs> so you can you can be beaten half to death on the street. And you can be beaten half to death on the street in full view of everybody with the cameras rolling. And the people in the corporate press will literally say, I'll boo-hoo poor white people in a sarcastic manner. That's their default position. Boo-fucking-who. Who cares? But then if you walk past somebody washing their car who happens to be white and they politely step out of the way without saying or doing anything at all, we need a whole fucking article about how you had your heart racing and you were in tears over it. Boo fucking who? Poor white people. <laughs> Still, I wish I could speak to this neighbour because people of colour have a golden rule that would be useful for white people too. Oh, now we're getting taught about being good, being better white people. This would be good. So apparently this is a rule for people of color. Are you ready? For, are you waiting for this? Now, see, now I, I need to preface this. I wasn't aware that there were um, race-specific philosophical rules. I didn't know. I wish I knew. Winning TV with the diamond. Are they setting up lawsuits for emotional issues? Oh, well, we're, we're well beyond that. They already have lawsuits for emotional issues. They just disguise it as something. We're far beyond that. Far beyond that. The majority of society is now ruled on emotional issues. So, you know, forget, forget about lawsuits. Forget about lawsuits. They're running the fucking country. <laughs> right? So listen to this. So, again, I wasn't aware of, eth you know, ethnicity-specific philosophical rules that we had to follow. I didn't know that. As a white guy, I pro I'm probably ignorant and privileged. You know, I didn't have to know the rules. But now I want to know the rules. Jennifer Briggs in the chat. I'm traumatized by this article, so we're even. <laughs> One of our ruthless moderators. So here's the article. Still, I wish I could speak to this neighbor because people of color have a golden rule that would be useful for white people too. Are you ready for this? The golden rule? Our rule says, be twice as good. I'm gonna let that settle in. Mm. Be twice as good. That's the rule. Minister of Fun, give me the diamond. America is the My Chemical Romance of Countries. That's a lovely thought. <laughs> That's a lovely thought. Be twice as good. That's the rule for people of colour. That's the rule that they live by. Exactly. Now, Lou Ferrigno, Lou Ferrigno and I are on the same fucking wavelength here. Lou Ferrigno in the chat asks, twice as good as what? <laughs> I'm right? Because if you use a, you know, a numerical sum... If you use an indication of volume in any way, uh, comparatively in speech, twice as good, yes, but you could only be... So what is good then? What, what are you referring to as good in the first place? And how did you become twice of that? Twice as good as... You could say twice as good as what? I would suggest twice as good as whom? <laughs> whom? Of whom do you speak? 
Because if the rule is you need to be twice as good, twice as good as whom exactly? <laughs> our rule, our rule says be twice. You know what I always love too about this? Because I'm having a little fun. I'm having a little fun with it. It's Christmas. I'm having a little fun here. Uh, but you you know me. You know I don't really care about the race stuff. For me, it's just uh, I care about people who care about it. You know what I mean? That's that's what brings me joy. But I my me myself, I don't really care that much about that kind of stuff. I'm a bit you know I'm a, I'm a libertarian cuck. Essentially, I don't care. But I will if I see people getting really upset about something that I that I don't think is very important. Then I can't help but poke at it with a stick and make it do funny things because it brings me joy JJ Stoner with the diamond ladies and gentlemen dlive.tv slash JJ Stoner I caught a little bit of JJ this morning and that led to me going to bed late uh, well I was late from work anyway but then I only had like two and a half hours sleep before the show today and then I slept in past my alarm and got up about 45 minutes before the show today instead of like two and a half hours or whatever like I normally like to do. And that's why we've been spending 53 minutes on this one fucking article. <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. I did find this article just before we went live, but it was a complete accident. JJ Stoner with the diamond. One kind of genuine just arrived. 44420. I think he's talking about the pipe, ladies and gentlemen. I think he's talking about the pipe. Smokey Bear in the chat. Boogie, it's interesting that I've uh, that I've observed at Amazon a lot more trouble being caused by white liberal women than anything else. The men pretty much don't give a shit. No, that's not that's that doesn't surprise me at all. I mean, you know, how often have we remarked on the white, you know, the white boomer females with the bold frame glasses, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen? Every time there's an outrage campaign, every time there's something that people are getting upset about. We're talking about the boomer. I'm sorry, boomer. I know, I know white boomer females listen to this show. A few of you. A few of you do. And of course, I'm not talking about you, but the rest of your comrades, I mean, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. They're infesting things. <laughs> and, you know, you're not, you're not being, what I'm saying is you're not being well represented by them and their actions. Frozen Asian with the diamond. I don't, I don't, if this is where my reparations go, I don't know if this is where my reparations go. Oh, well, yes, please send all your reparations to me and then I will allocate them fairly. I will allocate them fairly to everybody else. So the famous, the famous pipe is in. Should we get JJ? Should we get JJ on after the break, ladies and gentlemen? Here's the thing, because JJ is going to show off the um the brand new pipe that he won. Something to stick in one of your holes on your body that he won on this show, the birthday bash edition last week, ladies and gentlemen. Should we get JJ on the line after the break? Press one in the chat for yes. Press two in the chat for fuck no. Fuck no. You tell me. I'll let you decide. Oh, that's a that's a good point too. That's it. That's actually a very good point, JJ. Wait till yours comes in and we'll hit it together. All right, we'll do that. We'll do that. Okay, poll abandoned. 
Whole abandoned. Lucky because it looks like JJ was losing anyway. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We'll wait till we'll wait till it, it might arrive in fucking March. <laughs> knowing knowing Australian fucking COVID and all that shit. Mightn't get here till halfway through 2021. What are we gonna do then? Now where the hell were we? <laughs> Being twice as good. Alright, let's just go from here. Starting when we're children, people of colour learn in overt and subtle ways that we must often be twice as good and work twice as hard to get half as far as our white counterparts, ladies and gentlemen. We have to be twice as good to get half as far. The former President Barack Obama endorses this message. Fuck out of here. Nope. That might have been true for kids during the fucking 30s and the 40s and the 50s. It ain't true for you, sweetheart. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The same dynamic does not exist. The courts just threw out a court case raised by Asian students who say that they have been discriminated against because they have to get higher entrance uh, exam scores than black people do to get into the same course. They have to, they have to, over, the Asians have to literally, it's written in the rules of the fucking university. They have to overachieve to get the same. So that might have been the case, you know, 50 years ago, but... You you didn't you you cannot stand on your grandfather's achievements. Ask any white person. <laughs> Welcome to the new world, sunshine. You don't get to use your grandfather's legacy as either an excuse or a foundation, you know, a pride stone from which to launch the rest of your life. You don't get to do it. Not anymore. <laughs> Frozen Asian, get it, Squinty, work harder. Holy shit! Lady of Diamonds, Gypsy, dropping a ninja guinea. Vandigil steals the ninja guinea, Gypsy says. Uh, only half of Obama agrees. That's fair. That's fair. Listen to this. Listen to this. This adage is a way of recognising how systemic racism impacts our lives and it encourages us to keep pushing against it. I'm calling for white folks. Why is this fucking folks thing a thing? I really don't like it. I really don't like this writing crutch. It started with fucking Obama. Well, you got the folks out there, the folks, the okey-doke, and the folks, and the folksy, 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 folks. Folks is a dumb, shitty word that was popular, like, in the 1880s. Well, I'll tell, I'll tell you what, Sonny Jim, you just got to look at all the folks around here. We got lots of nice folks and young folks and good folks. Fuck off, folks. Yibbity yibbity, that's all, folks. That's why, it's probably why I think of it as a silly word. Because I associate it with that fucking pig. I'm calling for white folks to adopt a version of this rule for themselves and their anti-racist work, ladies and gentlemen. Be twice as kind. You've got to be twice as nice. So, so when somebody walks up to you while you're washing your car and asks you to move out of the way so you can remain socially distanced, 
it's not good enough to just move out of the way. Right? That's not that's not going far enough. In fact, if you just move out of the way when you're washing your car and somebody asks you to move, that will lead the person who is asking you to move to cry a river of oppressed tears long into the night. If they're a journalist, they'll then write a fucking op-ed about it. About this experience. <laughs> Don't you love it? So you need to be twice as kind. You need to smile when there's no reason to smile. Start being very touchy with people. Start shaking a lot of hands. I would just go directly up to black women and slap them on the ass in a very in a very communal, in a very familiar way. Like you might slap the ass of your wife or partner when you've been together for a long time. You know, I've been with my wife for a long time. It's 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 known in this stage of the relationship. We've been together a long time. You know, since we were teenagers. It's known in this stage of the relationship that I can just walk up to her at any moment in time, whether it's in private or public, and slap her on the ass. That's part of the deal. I just walk up and go, slap. I can even I can even grab a tit, like just randomly, whenever I want. <laughs> That's you know what I mean? So I would suggest if you want to, you know, make people feel extra comfortable, you know, I'm just saying. In a very familiar way, just walk up to a black woman. If you're a white guy, just grab her on the tip in public as though you've been together for a very long time because that's being twice as kind. Hey, at least it's not rape for a change, white rapists. She'll welcome this. Just walk up to that black girl who works at the, you know, the Jiffy Lube and give her a slap on the ass next time you're in there. She'll appreciate it. She'll understand that you're doing everything you can to overcome your white supremacy. I mean, it's beautiful. It's certainly a good idea, if you ask me. All right. Uh, we'll leave that one there because I spent way too much time on it. Uh, we're going to take a quick five-minute break. I'm going to refresh my beverage. When we return, ladies and gentlemen, so much more to get through. Thank you for joining us. Yes, exactly. Kitty B in the chat. Call her toots. <laughs> it's one of my favorite words. Toots. Hey, go on, toots. <laughs> Tootie. Tootie McGee. <laughs> so, so do what toots in the chat just said. Kitty B. Um, <laughs> all right, look, we'll be back. <laughs> Narcissistic, and most importantly, completely pointless. Come waste an hour of your week with The Starting Block, Friday nights Australian time at dlive.tv forward slash The Starting Block. Get in touch with us on Twitter, at The Starting Block, no K at the end. Also, subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or iTunes by searching for The Starting Block, or one word, or on Podbean at startingblock.podbean.com. Join the Blockheads, tuning in, in their millions, right around the world.
Hello, my name is Frozen Asian, and I like to tell you about my show, The Sunday Night Shit Show, every Sunday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, along with the good conversations and laughing at funny and weird shit we find on the internet. We also have The Hat Cam, where I showcase my myriad of great-looking hats. Here is a testimonial from a great friend of mine who has enjoyed my hats lately. I I hope your next hat is a bullet. Jesus Christ, what are you, fucking Asian dick crazy? <laughs> you. <laughs> Why do you, you have to ruin my evening? Like I, I'm just gonna just listen, you know, listen to my bud do their show, and you, you gotta, you just gotta do this. Without the hat, <laughs> so you're not enjoying it? No, <laughs> dude. Asian uh, come on, you really enjoy it. You look no. like you're going undercover <laughs> in in Argentina. But it's not working. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. I oh, hate come on, you secretly guy. love it. No, no, I openly hate it. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it. Uh, so, subscribe to the Sunday Night Shit Show at youtube.com slash Sunday Night Shit Show. And uh, hope to see you there on Sunday nights. Bye. Aloha, and welcome to Pirate Radio, Ladies of Liberty, the hot seat. Or maybe this is my daily traffic report. I don't know. As you can tell, I, I seem to have a problem with commitment to one type of platform. I, I think doctors refer to that as uh, ADD. Uh, but anyways, if you want to follow any of those shows, you want to catch me live every single day of the week, you can follow me at Real Person Politics. That's Real Person P-L-T-C-S. Aloha. Another ain't no rest for the wicked Until we close our eyes for good UK Neil over at DLive for the Great Awakening Show. That's over on DLive at DLive.tv stroke UK Neil. Get yourself out of that matrix and get over to the Great Awakening. This Justin, the global officials that can help all, also known as Got You, have now banned all boogieing and boogie related movements worldwide. Public safety is the main concern, they say, and people are reminded that boogieing is contagious. Anyone caught boogieing will be dealt with in the harshest terms police have reported. More I don't know. This world can get you down. There's just one thing you can do. You gotta get back up and shake it all around. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. I am I am coming back, but I I just have to let you know that this fucking delivery is here, so look I'm gonna put a clip on just quickly and get it done and then I'll be right back. <laughs>
I know it's very professional. Fuck, I'm so sorry. All right, just I'll put this clip on, then I'll be straight back. Beverly, we touched on Beverly Hills yesterday. Beverly Hills did get a little bit of an effect. There were some happenings in Beverly Hills. Timmy, do you want to see a black person? Come, Timmy, come outside. Look, there's black people in the street. Oh, mommy, mommy, I can't wait to see a black person. Well, little Timmy and <clears throat> his Beverly Hills parents, their delight at seeing a black protest sh soon turned to horror when when things didn't work out the way that they thought they might their little trip in their little trip into you know the underbelly of society the have-nots to see how the other half live it didn't work out in their favor unfortunately in beverly hills a one p beverly hills that's where i want to be Living, living in Beverly Hills. M curfew went into effect today, all part of an effort to prevent some of the looting and violence that happened in locations around violence. Los Angeles. She mispronounced scuffle. <laughs> scuffle and physical interaction is the way we call we describe looting and violence now. I don't know. She's obviously not a fan of Mika Brzezinski. But as we all know, we watched Morning Joe yesterday. You don't call it looting and violence. Looting and violence is now to be called scuffles and physical interactions. Particularly in areas that have come to symbolize the difference between the haves and the have-nots. haves and have-nots. United, not divided. Love, not hate. More forwards, not backwards. Latest. Looting now underway in Beverly hey, Hills. Mayhem in Beverly Hills. As looters storm the luxury clothing store Alexander McQueen and make off with thousands of dollars worth of goods. In upscale Santa Monica, devastating destruction as looters attack business after business. Hey guys, you see this? Extraordinary footage shows a woman using her body to try to stop looters, one armed with a hammer, from smashing their way into a sporting goods store. She's violently pulled away in this dramatic footage shot by Fox 11 in Los Angeles. <laughs> Yet another life lesson for the privileged white woman in the upper middle class part of California. Yet another life lesson for you, darling. Yet another life lesson for the college-aged wannabe communist revolutionary. We played the clip yesterday. Remember the clip yesterday of the girl who was trying to organize the riots? Screaming into the, into the bullhorn, stop, please stop. Another life lesson right here, right now. It turns out you are not the center of the universe. It turns out that this thing that you wanted, this revolution that you wanted, <laughs> once it starts, nobody's listening to you anymore. And it doesn't matter if you're a communist aged Marxist, if you're a college age Marxist or a left-wing politician or a right-wing politician for that matter, because I see plenty of Republicans coming out making the same uh, rhetorical masturbatory speeches. Oh, we need to come together. This is unity, blah, 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 blah. Rhetorical sewerage, essentially. Once it starts, nobody cares. Nobody's listening. No, no, we're not supposed to do this. Please stop. No, please. We're all on the same team here. Get the fuck out of the way, bitch. <laughs> bitch, you want to taste this hammer, huh? Get out of the way. I'm going to get myself a Rolex. Fuck you, motherfucker. Get out of here. But we're on the same team. 
dude, please. This is my grandma's store. Oh my god. Get the fuck out of here, bitch. Why don't you why don't you shake that ass on home, bitch? <laughs> that's that's the way it works. That's the way it happens. And being confused. Oh, I don't know why this is happening to me. Why are they doing this to me? We're on the same side. Oh my god. A lot of people are getting reality checks right now. And I'm definitely not in favor of, uh, obviously, you know, looting and rioting and kicking the shit out of people on the street. You know, that's not really in my MO. Uh, but I am definitely in favor of reality checks. And like I've said for a long time, just trying to tell people what's going to happen is most unsatisfactory. Uh, coming back. <laughs> for the show ladies and gentlemen boys and girls thank you for your patience you wouldn't fucking believe it it's a good thing and a bad thing the fucking delivery guy got here he got here like right at the start of the ad break and I'm like yes fucking score but then I'm standing there and I'm watching this fucking cunt and he's just fucking around in his truck for like 10 minutes (laughs) and I felt like racing out there and saying bro come on come on the clock is fucking ticking so I had to come back on the mic and say, you know, sorry, just I had to throw a clip up <laughs> while this guy fucked around in his truck. Anyway, it's done now. Normally I wouldn't mind so much, but we're talking about the delivery of the Christmas booze, ladies and gentlemen. So that like a lot of people were counting on me today. <laughs> I had a big, big, big responsibility today, and I couldn't shirk it. Books. You are in charge of securing the Christmas alcohol. Well, it's it's a it's a job that somebody's got to do, and I am not going to let you down, Coach. <laughs> you know what I mean? I will not fucking drop the ball on that one. It's the only job you can give me at Christmas time that I won't fuck up. How about that? Uh, do you remember when we were talking about, ladies and gentlemen? couple of weeks ago the concept of vaccine hesitancy vaccine hesitancy now as you know if you're an anti-vaxxer you're probably a white supremacist you're probably some kind of prepper you're probably somebody who lives in the woods in montana and keeps a whole bunch of canned goods in an underground bunker that would be you if you consider yourself to be skeptical of vaccines but if you're a white person you're not skeptical of vaccines you're an anti-vaxxer conspiracy theorist however if you're not a black if you're not a white person then you're vaccine hesitant right remember we read that article we had a little bit of a laugh about it what a silly thing to say well i'm pleased to report ladies and gentlemen that the good people at cnn otherwise known as real news have taken up the cause ladies and gentlemen look at this yes 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 cnn cnn ladies and gentlemen when black people are wary of vaccine it's important to listen and understand why you only have to listen to the black people who are skeptical of a vaccine They're the only opinion that matters. See, the beautiful part about this is Don Lemon probably has a car that's far more expensive than a Lexus. 
far more. This is wonderful. So I've got, I've got a couple of things here. Although the agony of the the agony, although the agony of the coronavirus pandemic has dragged on for months, the unprecedented swiftness with which scientists developed a vaccine to combat COVID nineteen is nothing short of remarkable. No other vaccine in human history has been created in such, quote, warp speed. The only time they'll quote the president in a favorable light is when they're calling it warp speed. Like the vaccine is all his idea. <laughs> that should make you even more concerned. But many black Americans have expressed reluctance to take this vaccine, a wariness some attribute to the enduring legacy of the egregious Tuskegee syphilis uh, study, ladies and gentlemen. The legacies of the Tuskegee and COVID-19 are intertwined, but both expose the depth of structural discrimination in the United States. Both remind us to listen and hear patients when they express distrust or reluctance about a medical treatment. The US Public Health Service began the Tuskegee study in 1932. It recruited black men in Mason County, Alabama, who had already contracted syphilis. But the men were told they would be treated they would be treated for syphilis, but the actual purpose of the study was to learn whether untreated syphilis progressed differently in black people compared with white people. The federal government never intended to provide a treatment, and though penicillin became widely available in 1943, the men were not treated. At least 28 and up to 100 men died from syphilis or its complications by the time the study was halted in 1972. Hundreds went on to infect their wives, some, some of whom then transmitted the disease to their children. It's all that, you know, let somebody please think of the children here. Okay, Tuskegee, Tuskegee. All right, so let's see here, because that happened in 1932. That was before World War II. Right? Before World War II. So, so let's see here because remember, you're allowed to be skeptical of the vaccine if you're not a white person. That's very important to remember. And frankly, I it's something I agree with. And I hope all of you agree with it too. You shouldn't be skeptical of anything the government says when you're a white person. Because it's all built for you. It's all built for you. It's all built in your favor. It's all built in your honor. Which is why whenever white people take over a country and, you know, proudly do things to the honour of white people, nothing bad ever happens. Nothing. Nothing. Remember that. <laughs> All right, let's have a look. Joining me now, NBA oh, oh. Hall of Famer Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, but you know what? It's been a long time since we've done one of these, ladies and gentlemen. Lemon tree, very pretty, and the lemon flowery sweet. But the fruit of the poor is impossible to eat. Lemon tree, very pretty, and the lemon flowery sweet. But the fruit of the poor is impossible to eat. Foggy in the chat with South Africa has entered the chat. Come on now. Come on now. Take this seriously. This is very important. 
Joining me now, NBA Hall of Famer Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He wrote a very important piece for WebMD, Black Lives Matter. Our lives are at risk. The healthcare system and everyday individuals have to do a better job to protect us. Protect us? Thank you so much. I appreciate you joining us. Uh, I know it's a very tough time for a lot of folks, so I'm glad that you're here. Folks, 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 fucking folks. Folks, man. Oh, I hate it so much. I don't know why I, I don't know why I hate that word. It sounds like somebody's trying to do a reading of a of a little known unpopular theatrical play, state, you know, set in the Wild West or something. It's like folks. How you going there, folks? It sounds so hick and hillbilly and dumb. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I'll say there, how's it going there, folks? You foxy, foxy, foxy. I love me folks and the good folks. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why we're using folks now. It hasn't been used for 200 fucking years. It's been used since the gold rush. Whatever. I know it's a very autistic thing to be fucking, you know, irked by annoyed by i just can't help it i hate that word americans are more likely black americans are more likely to uh contract covid because of pre-existing conditions sir you are very open about your own pre-existing conditions what are they (laughs) being seven foot eight is that what being a fucking monster (laughs) i have a pre-existing condition i'm pretty tall i'm six foot six I have a pre-existing condition. My feet always dangle over the end of any bed that I'm sleeping in. When you when you take a shower in a hotel, you'll often hit your head on either the shower rail or the thing that the water comes out of. You can't help it. Whenever you go shopping in a public place, people are people are constantly asking you to get shit off the top shelves. These are all pre-existing conditions. And is this scary for you when you see, you know, the surge all over this country of COVID? Well, good evening, Don. Thanks for having me on. Um, it, it's scary for everybody, but um, I think it's time for people to step forward. I, I have uh, tried to work now with uh, UCLA Health as their health ambassador because this is a very important issue for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I have my own health issue, but uh, in the black community, health issues across the board are important and uh, often not uh, discussed and uh, no one talks with them in, uh, on how to cope. See, I, you know, if it wasn't, if it wasn't, if, it, if there wasn't dishonesty in this conversation, because we have a similar conversation here with the indigenous community, right? Because uh, learning, you know, learning outcomes aren't close enough to non- Indigenous kids, the health outcomes aren't as good in non for non in, uh, for the Indigenous, right? It's a, sa- a similar thing. Holy shit! <laughs> Lady of Diamonds, Gypsy with the Ninja Gini. Where did you steal the Ninja Gini? I'm five foot one. I'm that person vertically challenged. No, no, I love I love short people. I call you pocket rockets. <laughs> ah, she's a little pocket rocket. <laughs> So, you know, if there wasn't, and what I mean by the dishonesty here is just that one like that annoys me already. You're already starting from this bullshit fucking position. Why can't we just talk? You know why we can't just talk about like statistics and data and stuff? 
because the same people who say we need to talk about it constantly also determine what aspects of the conversation we're allowed to talk about. That's what I don't like about it. Hey, we could we can talk about this all fucking day if you want, but the problem is I'm going to give you a statistic and you're going to say it's racist for me to say that. So why the fuck would I? That's what I don't like. So straight away, Kareem, great fucking basketballer, but straight away he's fucking pissed me off because he says the line, it's something that nobody ever talks about. Fucking bullshit. People, t- we talk about it constantly. We're constantly talking about race and racism and structural racism and oppression and microaggressions and all the fucking rest of it. There are people who dedicate their lives to talking about it. So stop. (laughs) Stop saying, oh, nobody ever talks about it because that's bullshit. That's an obvious open, open lie. The general consensus is a lot of people are at the point now where they don't want to talk about it anymore. That's how much it's been spoken about. So if it wasn't so dishonest, I think I could talk about it too. But because they're so dishonest about it, I was just like, uh, it's just, it, it's, it's all about their dishonesty leads to this fucking friction where people don't even want to talk about it because you'll just say such bullshit. And you'll accuse everybody who disagrees with you of being a racist, right? So you think you're winning an argument, but you're not. You're not having one. People are avoiding you. Because of the lies. Stop. I don't know. Um, let's switch. Let's switch gears here. Staying on CNN, ladies and gentlemen, staying on another edition of... Play it again, fuck you. Very pretty and the lemon flowery sweet But the fruit of upper lemon is impossible to eat Lemon trees, very pretty and the lemon flowery sweet But the fruit of upper lemon is impossible to eat Thank you, Trini Lopez there. Uh, let's have a look at this one. African-American vaccine hesitancy comes from historical place. Surgeon General Adams, uh, the stats are staggering. You know, I mentioned them staggering. at the top of the show. Uh, one recent study that found nearly one third of black Americans remain hesitant to get the vaccine. You're going to, to these communities to, to try to change that, right? Tell us what you're doing. Well, absolutely. And one thing I do want to say is that we talk a lot about vaccine hesitancy. We don't. <laughs> we talk a lot about it now. We've o- we we only discovered the term two weeks ago. We talk a lot about vaccine hesitancy. I oh, hang on. I just heard from Kareem that nobody wants to talk about this shit. I just heard that from Kareem, Mr. Abdul Jabbar. He's upset that people aren't talking about it enough. Yeah, we talk often about vaccine hesitancy, which if you're if you're just joining us in the chat, I know this sounds bizarre. I know it sounds strange. Remember, this is 2020. So vaccine hesitancy is a it's it's in of itself a race specific term. Okay. Vaccine hesitancy refers to black Americans skepticism of the COVID-19 vaccine. Okay. But that's it's only for them. They're the only ones who are allowed to have this term applied, vaccine hesitancy, because hesitancy is justified. Hesitancy is, uh, you know, normal. It's rational. It's fine to have these kinds of 
hesitancies. Therefore, it's only for the African-Americans, right? So if you're joining us and you're white, you, if you have the same set of uh, hesitancies, <laughs> I love, now I'm saying hesitancies a lot more now. If you have the same set of hesitancies, then you are not vaccine hesitant. You are actually an anti-vaxxer. And if you're an anti-vaxxer, you are classified, therefore, as a right-wing extremist. I'm not joking. Anyone who's an anti-vaxxer instantly becomes an extremist as well. And if you're a right-wing extremist, if you're far right and a conspiracy theorist, then you're at risk at some point of becoming a right-wing terrorist. We read that article last week. You're in the risk category. Right? Are you keeping up at home? This is 2020 right here in a nutshell. It's fucking beautiful. We don't talk enough about vaccine confidence. Con- yes, vaccine these confidence. numbers need to look move at, further in the right. Look re- at the, the, constant, the constant imagining, reimagining of the English language. Vaccine hesitancy, vaccine confidence. <laughs> right direction, but just a month ago, 30% of people said that they would get the vaccine. Thank you for coming. I'll, I'll see, see you in hell. Two weeks ago, it was up to 60%. Now it's up to 80% total, according to surveys. Uh, I want people to know that more and more people are finding out about this vaccine and they're getting it. But what I'm doing is really starting by asking people what their concerns are. And you, you mentioned this earlier. People- it's a genuine question. If you are a white person in the chat, if you're a white person in the chat, Here's here's a challenge for you. Tell me the last time that somebody from the government reached out specifically to you as a white person and said, I'm working with white people to uh, help them, you know, feel less frustrated. I'm, I'm working specifically with white people to ease their minds and heal their concerns about a particular topic. Tell me in the chat if that's ever happened. If it's never happened, press zero in the chat. Type in zero. See how we go. When was the last time somebody from a federal government reached out in order to appease a particular concern of specifically white people? Just once. I'm looking for just once. Ring the bell and get your cheese, man. Thank you for the sub, Henry. Lady of Diamonds, Gypsy for the Diamond. Vantager steals the Diamond Gypsy. Says, I only hear from government when they want money. Uh, Ambelina's husband, thank you for joining us. Mr. Ambelina, Mr. Ambelina, Mr. Bob Ambelina. Mr. Ambelina, Mr. Bob Ambelina, Mr. Mr. Ambelina, Mr. Bob Ambelina. I know your name's not Bob, but it just fit with the song. Thank you for joining us, Ambelina's husband. Hi, Boogie. Hi, everyone. Got my own account. Well done, sir. Well done, Ambelina's husband. (laughs) You got your own account now. Okay, so now you can have your own, um, you know, D-Live chat name as well. You don't have to be known as Ambelina's husband, sir. There you can there you can put her in her place. It's the internet. 
Let's let's start. Let's start a fight here. <laughs> Ring the bell <laughs> and get kidding. your cheese, man. Thank you for joining us. Lady of Diamonds Gypsy, thank you for the sub, Gypsy. So I saw a lot of zeros. I saw somebody in the chat say every day. Yeah, I, I know where that's headed, but I'm talking about implicitly, right? You could you because people will say, well, they pander to white people every day. They just don't, you know. It's, it's not an obvious, like, they're not coming out and saying this is for white people. No, I'm asking, that's what I'm asking for, though. That's the example I'm asking for. We are doing this to ease the concerns of white people. When have you ever heard that? But the black folks and the Mexican folks and the Latino folks and the immigrant folks and the Muslim folks, different fucking story, right? See... People will often misconstrue this. My lefty friends will misconstrue me oftentimes like in moments like this as some kind of racist or something. No, I'm saying it's all wrong. I'm saying, I'm saying you're being, you're being treated like a mindless, you know, homogenous block of just sheep-like followers. Well, no, here at the government, we're doing very important things to reach out specifically to the black community so they feel more confident about the uh, about vaccines. We're doing that just for you. Just to make you feel good. Right? You don't hear that about white people. You hear the opposite. You hear much worse. If you're a white person and you have a skepticism for the vaccine, you're a fucking... They will call you an extremist, a conspiracy theorist, a dangerous a dangerous person who may become a terrorist at some point. We read the fucking piece last week. Isn't it good? I love this. I told you it's a very wine and crackers episode tonight. People talk about Tuskegee all the time, there but a go. lot of people don't know what happened. In 1932, uh, black men who had syphilis were recruited. <laughs> Again with the Tuskegee, is that the only one you've got? or Is that the only example you have? Come on. Come on now. Got to have more examples than just one. <laughs> because there are millions probably of individual examples of people being injected with things by scientists and stuff against their will i mean it literally happens all the time <laughs> jennifer brisen chat sigh i guess i could put be nice to brown people on my to-do list now you think now you're doing the right way minister of fun kimmy the diamond i don't hear no crackers whining well, maybe, maybe you're not. Maybe your white privilege is destroying your sense of hearing. Huh? Huh? Did you hear that? Can you hear me in the back? You racists, all of you. All right. Uh, how are we going for time? What's the time? Okay, let's do this one. Let's do this one. Let's get off uh, coronavirus. Let's get off racism for now. We'll get off racism and we'll get back into some good old economic discussion. You know, I'm. I enjoy economics. I enjoy the topic. I enjoy the discussion around economics. How much should we tax? How much shouldn't we tax? What should the rate be on this? How much are people spending in particular industries? How much yield are those industries giving us? I find that all fascinating. Love that stuff. 
So let's get off racism and get on to economics, ladies and gentlemen. It's a controversial idea that could end up being the law. No jab, no job. In case you're wondering, in case there's any kind of, you know, cultural misunderstanding here, jab refers to vaccination shot. <laughs> so, in effect, no jab, no job means no vaccination shot, no job. With some businesses considering making the COVID-19 vaccine mandatory for employees. And there we go. Thank you. Good night. Good night, everybody. If you're new to this show, you won't understand why everybody else in the chat who is not new to this show, when they heard businesses will start making vaccines mandatory, you will you will not understand in any way, shape or form why none of them are surprised because you just weren't here, man. You just weren't here. You had to be here for those ones. times were we talking about it how many times how many times were we talking about this cabaret's trying to turn jab into equal to folks that's ridiculous cabaret and you should know better <laughs> jab is not a worst commonwealth slang term you're just trying to equate something to folks failing miserably but better luck next time sir Yes, we were speaking about this a long time ago, over and again. They won't have to make it mandatory. They'll just say, well, you can't you can't get on public transport, you can't get on a plane unless you've had it, and you think, well, I've still got my job. I don't have to travel anywhere. I've still I'll have holidays at home. Fuck them. I've still got my job. And then you'll travel into your work and the boss will say, you know, it, it these are just the first ones over the barbed wire, these guys. These are just the first. They're not going to be the only ones. Ben K. Veritas with a diamond. Holy shit! Budget guinea. <laughs> well done. So these are just the first ones to get the conversation rolling, to get the process of normalisation happening, right? The first ones, a few big ones. And the employees will start doing little interviews on the news, right? Saying, well, I got the shot and nothing bad happened to me. And I'm just so happy that I can go back to work now full time. Right? You'll start seeing those stories. So these are the first ones over the wire. You might think to yourself, well, I've got a boss who respects me as an individual. He loves me. He cares for me. So he's not going to force me to get the vaccine. And you might be right. And that will be valid until the day that the insurance companies move in. And then when the insurance companies move in and say to your boss, listen, uh, if you don't make sure that everybody's uh, vaccinated against COVID-19, then we're going to have to raise your premiums by about 200%. The boss who is on your side and loves you and, and you know, respects your right to privacy, he's going to say to you, I'm sorry, it's out of my hands. He's going to say to you, I'm sorry, it's out of my hands, but I need you to get this jab. Because otherwise, I can't inf I can't afford the insurance costs. We will go broke unless everybody is vaccinated here. All right. And he's going to say to you, look, I'm sorry, but if you don't take it, there's 30 million people unemployed right now. 
If you don't take it, there's 30 million people who are just a phone call away who will take this job. So I'm afraid you, you really don't have a choice. If you want to keep working here and you want your money in, a, in an economy where everybody's losing their job, you'll take the you'll take the vaccine too. You will. You will. You will because you're a human being and you have responsibilities and you have liabilities and you have debts to pay and you have, you know, uh, you have a responsibility to your family and your children and whatnot. You'll take it too. And nobody should blame you for it. But this is the situation that we've been placed in now. And we were talking about this. It was obvious that it was going to come to this at some point, because if you just have a basic understanding of, you know, basic human nature and the psychology of crowds and all be- and reading the subtext to the corporate media, it all becomes very evident very quickly. Once you see it, you can't unsee it. And here we are, what, six months later, and this this is now just this is now just the six o'clock news here, right? An idea that would have been so abhorrent just months ago. An idea that would have got everybody collectively on the same page and and would have said, fuck no, fuck that. What the fuck? What kind of power grab is this? What kind of rights are you violating of your workers here by doing this? You can't do this. Just months ago, that would have been the overwhelming majority, but not anymore. I mean, we just watched the CNN clip. They're boasting about the fact that only 30% of black folks, black folks, folksy, folksy, folks, folksy, folks, yeah, just 30% of the black folks. It's it's Bill Dotrieve from King of the Hill. Yeah, just 30% of the black folks, uh, black folks won the vaccine. Now 60% do, Hank. <laughs> By far the dumbest character in King of the Hill. That's probably why I don't like it. But they're boasting about the fact that more and more people are willing to get the vaccine now. Isn't this wonderful? We're doing such great community outreach, specifically to black folks, folksy folks. And so this idea that would have been abhorrent and everybody would have agreed would have been abhorrent like this time last year. Now this is just normal on our news. Have a look at this. It's a controversial idea that could end up being the law. No jab, no job, with some businesses considering making the COVID-19 vaccine mandatory for employees. But legal experts warn it could back... See, they say it's a controversial idea that could become the law. That's another way of saying it's illegal. (laughs) Right? Right? It's controversial because it's illegal and wrong. <laughs> oh, it's a little bit controversial. Some some people have concerns. I wonder if we'll hear that fucking line again. I'm sure we will. Because I haven't pre-watched this clip. I swear to God. Swear on my, my life, my wife's life, the wife of my two dogs, which if you know me is far more important than mine. <laughs> oh, my wife. <laughs> just, just kidding, sweetie. Sort of. Merry Christmas. Um, so I guarantee at some point they're going to say, but some people have some concerns about privacy. Backfire on bosses, costing them in the courts. No jab, no job. Controversial or common sense? The vaccine is our pathway out of this pandemic. <laughs> These are the people we're taking orders from. We are so fucked. We are so fucked. Look at this guy. 
got his safety vest on and his safety goggles to make you so you know that he's all about safety and he's just like the average blue-collar working man while he stands there literally in a white-collar shirt. Just like just like us, guys. We're all in this together. We're all in this together. The High Blood Pressure Society. <laughs> Cabaret in the chat. And so we'll be doing whatever we can to ensure whatever there is a high uptake rate. Australians are still months away from being able to access the COVID-19 vaccine. <laughs> being able to. Oh, how awful. <laughs> Australians are still months away from being able to access the vaccine. Oh, really? You fuck. You don't say, huh? <laughs> Sounds awful. It's terrible. No, please, hurry up. I want it now. Come on. <laughs> Can you be a little more enthusiastic? Please, come on. Why are we waiting so long? Oh, my God, it's awful. Oh. <laughs> Wait, you mean we're waiting months? Oh. 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 But when we do, some businesses may try and make it compulsory. Here we go. I can't see where the employers get the power to compel people to take a vaccination. Retail Thank is the state's... I'll see you now. ...second largest employer. The sector's 268,000 staff interacting with thousands of Queenslanders every day. <laughs> we would encourage workers to do it. Because <laughs> I bet you would have been here. I bet... You're going to be one of these assholes who was telling me three months ago, five months ago, six months ago, uh, but books, that mandatory vaccinations are commonplace in essential industries like the army, hospital workers, and the police force. That's all we're talking about here. It's just like that. I had people telling me this. Recent, recently, within the last few weeks, the people say, well, it's just like, they, hey, everybody who works in a hospital has to get vaccinated. I'm like, yes, but no, not everybody works in a fucking hospital. Do you understand why that's a bullshit point? I would say to these people, no, it's not going to end in the hospitals. It's not going to end with the military. It's not going to end with the police force. It's going to be for everybody. They've cut out everybody. They're going straight to the cashiers. The cashiers will be the first ones to be legally required to be vaccinated to work as a fucking cashier. Not as a brain surgeon, not as a marine, not as a sapper, not as a nurse, not as a teacher, not as a fuck, not as a policeman, not as a paramedic. No, a fucking cashier getting 10 bucks an hour scanning barcodes. No, this job is so vital. You are so important. You need to be vaccinated before we even let you in the fucking store. And if they're willing to do this to their employees, how the fuck do you think they're going to treat you, the customer? Huh? Because you know what's going to happen. The gov the company is going to force their employees to get the vaccine. And I don't even blame the, the employees for getting it. If you want to get a vaccine, that's fine. I'm not even anti-vax. I'm anti-people not having a choice. So... They're going to force all the employees who are getting 10 bucks an hour, 12 bucks an hour 
to work as cashiers and work in these fucking shitty, you know, retail outlets. And I've worked retail. It's a fucking shit place to work. I'm sorry. You have to be a very specific kind of person to enjoy working in retail. And I'm not that person. I I hated retail so much so that when I was done with it, ever since then, I've done jobs where I work on my own and at night (laughs) because I don't want to be around anybody when I work anymore. That's how much I fucking hated working in retail, man. (laughs) And we're talking about 20 years since. (laughs) What are you going to do? For the rest of my life, I'm going to spend the rest of my working life on my own, alone at night. (laughs) That's what I'm going to fucking do. So there is no possible chance whatsoever that I could ever be dragged into some kind of retail employee situation. So, not the Marines, not the nurses, not the doctors. No, the retail employees. And they're going to make their retail employees get the vaccine, right? And otherwise, they're going to threaten their jobs with it. (coughs) They're going to threaten them with their employment. If you don't get the vaccine, you're fucking fired. And so, they'll, you know, they'll get the vaccine. That'll be fine. And then that'll be the first step. And then the next step is going to be, well... If we demand that our employees have the vaccine, then we have to demand the same thing from our customers. And if you don't believe me, just point to all of the times in the past when we have gotten things similar to this wrong. Just give me one of those. That's what's going to happen. that's what people do it'll be like the unions and stuff who come out and say well we think why our workers being put at risk and rather than pay the workers like an extra fucking rather than pay the workers danger money they'll just start making demands on you the customer instead because you'll do it because you'll go there and keep buying it you'll keep filling their bank accounts you'll keep inflating their stock prices you will do it so they'll just put the uh, the responsibility onto you instead as the customer. They're already doing it on the airlines. They're already doing it in the airlines. No, you're responsible for our, you know, our employee safety, not us, you, the customer. So expect it. Let's carry on here. However, I, you know, of the view that many of our retailers would never force their workers to get vaccines. And if any business did, it would likely unleash an avalanche of lawsuits. There could be claims of discrimination or unfair dismissal, adverse action claims, for example. For now. (laughs) For now. But once the first few big companies go over the barbed wire, right, when they throw their bodies on the barbed wire for everybody else, it'll be a fucking feeding frenzy. They will find a way to do it. It's like people, it's like, you know, God bless my American brothers and sisters. You know, I love you. You know, I have great respect for your history, right? You know, I have great respect for your constitution. You know, I love that fucking piece of paper. (laughs) I love that bit. But it's the same kind of mental crutch that we have just in different ways. Because people will say, well, they're not going to do that because of the constitution. I, I, I found myself over the last four years of Trump you know, having to constantly remind people of how how little the Constitution mattered when Barack Obama was in power. Remember? You'd have a new story every week. Uh, this violates the Constitution. This violates the Constitution. This violates... Like it matters. Like it makes any di- fucking difference. 
It doesn't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I wish it did, but it doesn't. So now people constantly referring, oh, well, this is in the Constitution. This is in the Constitution. Who gives a fuck? Nobody's paying attention anymore. We've already seen that with Barack Obama in power. They don't care what's in the Constitution. They'll just they'll just find a way to do it anyway. They'll find a way to do it, and then, you know, the majority of people won't know the fucking difference anyway. And I wish it wasn't the case, but it is. So with us, you know, oh, well, if employers turn around and trying trying to start, you know, enforcing their employees to get these vaccinations, you know, mandatorily like if you don't get this vaccine we're going to fire you and then bringing up like well this is probably a violation of this law this law this law it's the same thing here it's like yeah but we've they'll just change it (laughs) they'll just change the law like it matters it doesn't matter people with power and influence will just change the environment around them to suit them you know it wouldn't surprise me if in five years from now we're sitting here talking about whether or not we should make it illegal to not be vaccinated. You know what I mean? Whether we should make it illegal. Like, if you don't vaccinate children, like, fucking 24-7 up until the age of 18, then you should go to prison. We might be having that conversation one day. And I wish it wasn't the case, but sadly it is. And there ain't a fucking goddamn thing I can do about it. What have we got here? Oh, yes, this is wonderful. So, you know I'm a big fan of sequels here on this show, ladies and gentlemen. Well, 2020 has been quite a year, hasn't it? 2020's been a year. There's, it's, it's been pretty shitty. Look, I'm going to be back on Wednesday night, and I'll probably do some kind of, like, end of year, tip of the hat, so long, farewell, goodbye, kind of. Not forever but just over the Christmas holiday season because I don't know when I'm going to be able to stream again after Wednesday. I can't stream on Friday. That's Christmas Day here, right? So, you know. Um, and then I don't know about the following week. I don't I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out as we go. But so I'll probably do some kind of so long farewell, cheerio, whatever on Wednesday for at least, I don't know, a while. Not too long. <laughs> I'm doing, I'm doing well in this little fucking grab, aren't I? I'm doing well explaining this. Forget what I was fucking talking about now. Oh, right. So, 2020's been a terrible year for a lot of things, for a lot of people. And then I guess, you know, like most people, you were hoping that 2021 is going to bring new rewards and new bounties and new... You know, new payoffs, a new optimism in 2021. Exactly. Smokey Bear in the chat. Then 2021 comes in and says, hold my fucking beer. <laughs> because, ladies and gentlemen, we have discovered the new hot thing for 2021, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, coronavirus is now the super virus. Get in there. Come on. Woo! Yeah. Give it to me. It's the super virus now. It, it has mutated. And it's even more dangerous than it was before. Isn't this great news? I love this so much. Tell you what, let's start with this one first. 
Super virus. Let's go. 2021 is looking great. What we understand is that it does have increased transmissibility in terms of its ability to spread. Uh-huh. Um, there are further studies that are underway to really understand the, how much faster this spreads. Um, and if it's related to the variant itself and, or a combination of factors with behavior, those studies are underway. We understand that the virus does not... <laughs> Foggy in the chat. COVID-2 sickness boogaloo. I love it. Maybe this maybe this is the one that wipes us out finally. <laughs> finally. <sighs> maybe this is the one where humans just go collectively, okay, you know what? We had a good run. We're out of here. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I'm done. I'm done. I'm gone. I'm checking out. <laughs> we'll leave the world, you know, in... <laughs> In in the honour of uh, 12 monkeys, we will leave the world to the cats and the dogs. <laughs> All right, let's carry on here. It's, it travels so much faster. It's so much hotter. It's COVID. COVID-2 is so hot right now. So is this COVID-20 or is this COVID-19.1? I don't know. These beta updates, man. I don't know. Not cause more severe disease from the preliminary information that they've shared with okay. us. Although, again, those studies are underway to look at hospitalized patients with those this variant compared to other uh, wild type viruses. And there are studies that are underway to look at the body's ability to develop neutralizing antibodies. Um, and see, so those studies are, are happening as we speak, as we talk today. Um, and we're in contact with them um, regularly. They're sharing information with us as the results become available and they're sharing the results with the public. Um, but it is a concern uh, that the virus is spreading and that it has so many mutations. Um, and so they're taking necessary steps to really better understand. Oh man, I kind of wish I kind of wish I didn't do this now because I've got a video here. It's Wuhan. It's Wuhan a year later. So I was planning to tie in like the new super strain of the virus and the new super virus and the super mutation and lockdown threes and then contrasting that with what's happening in Wuhan. And I've got another clip about China. Again, which proves as if we needed to prove it yet again that we're copying everything that China has already done on a mass scale. The United States, the Pacific, Europe, all of us are just copying China. Let's have a look here. I'll, I'll go a little bit longer. <laughs> winning TV, dlive.tv slash winning TV. MT2024 is fast becoming a possibility. It's no, nay, not a possibility, Phil, a necessity. It's a necessity. All right. Let's try this one. BBC, ladies and gentlemen. Hospitals across the southeast of England have begun cancelling... BBC, big black COVID. ...non-urgent operations, with some struggling to cope with double the number of COVID patients they had in the spring. It comes as government sources confirm tonight that there is concern about the new variant of COVID. She, she appears to me to be the most British woman that I've ever seen in my entire life. She... She did not move. She is stiff as a fucking board, this one. Look at this. She's barely even moving her mouth when she speaks. <laughs> she is very British. She is very British. So, you know, like that uptight and rigid stereotype. And then on the COVID-19, latest developments in the COVID-19 story indicate that it's spreading like wildfire across the British Isles. Right? You know what I mean? <laughs> she doesn't even move. 
Cabaret, she's an absolute insane person. You think you're going straight to you're going straight to dangerous insanity? <laughs> straight there. I've I've seen enough. <laughs> she's she's obviously a crazy and dangerous individual. I've seen enough. That's all I need to make my my determination on this. I mean, have a look at this. She doesn't even move. Hospitals across the southeast of England. Have- <laughs> yeah, I really, I really should. Hang on, let me put it on the big screen. Wow, look at this. <laughs> Woodchip TV with a diamond. She likes to be tickled. It's the only time she really lets go. <laughs> Black shoes and blue dress. Hospitals across the southeast of England have begun cancelling. It, it, it's like she's the kind of mother who would lock their kids in the attic for like a week. <laughs> you know what I mean? Ambelina, bet she has a stripper pole in the bedroom. You, oh, so you think it's an overcompensation what's happening here. Like she's a real filthy slut. <laughs> she's a real filthy slut in the bedroom. And then she gets all buttoned up and proper and barely moves when she's on camera. Maybe. There's something. There's probably something to that. Hospitals across the southeast of England have begun cancelling non-urgent operations with suck. <laughs> Lady of Diamonds, Gypsy with the Diamond, she's a freak in the sheets. That seems to be what most people are, uh, are guessing here. I, I don't know if that stereotype is true or not. I think that's when we see somebody who is genuinely uninteresting and boring and robotic, uh, you know, and idiosyncratic in that method, I think that's a guy trait to to convince ourselves that they're probably a really good lay, <laughs> because then if if we convince ourselves that they're a very good lay, then we'll pursue it, even though all indications are that she isn't. You know, I think that's more likely true. I'm sure it's probably true in many cases, but not most of them. That's just my theory. Hospitals across the southeast of England have begun cancelling non-urgent operations with some struggling to cope with double the number of COVID patients they had <laughs> fa- in the spring. I'm, I'm fascinated by her. <laughs> Can't help it. <laughs> she just... She is... She's an android. All right, one more time. <laughs> Hospitals across the southeast of England have begun cancelling <laughs> non-urgent operations with some struggling to cope with double... Her lips are barely moving. An operation? ...the number of COVID patients they had in the spring. It comes as government sources confirmed tonight that there is concern about the new variant hey, of COVID... Hey, we got some concerns! Some people are raising some concerns. 19. Amid fears it could be making the virus more infectious and harder to contain. Yes! Today the Prime Minister said he was hoping to avoid a third national lockdown in England, but acknowledged that rates of infection had increased very much over recent weeks. New data suggests the UK's R number, or reproduction rate of coronavirus, is on the rise again. Last week, it was thought awesome. to be between 0.9 and 1. It's now estimated to be between 1.1 and 1.2. Wow. Anything above 1 means that the virus is growing. Okay. Here's our health editor, Hugh Pym. OK, let's have a look. Let's learn more here. Routine operations were going Routine. ahead at this hospital in the south of England today, but increasingly NHS managers across the system are having to consider postponements. More COVID patients are coming in, and it's a challenge to find enough beds, and that's causing problems in A&E as well. 
we are now at a really dangerous point where we could tip into finding it incredibly difficult to manage. Now we've got crowded departments with... Haven't we already done this? Get that deja vu feeling, don't you? Or is it just me? I feel like I'm not the only one here, but one is one 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 is drawn to remember the conversation we had about something like I think it was along the lines of two weeks to flatten the curve. Do you remember that? Remember that? You'd be forgiven for forgetting it. It was, you know, almost a year ago now. <laughs> You'd be forgiven for not remembering that. I wouldn't even blame you. <laughs> Kitty B with a very pertinent question. What, they couldn't find someone attractive to lie to people? <laughs> Very good. Always, always looking for an opportunity. <laughs> you, you see my point though, right? We've already done this. We've already been here. Now, this is why I've, you know, it's going to be tattooed in your brain by now, but this is the point. This is why I keep hitting this fucking point over and over again. They're going to give you a little bit of your freedom back and then take it away from you again. This is going to become the constant... This is going to become the pattern that we... This will, this will be the pattern that our lives are governed by from here on out. It's going to be... If you're, like, say, if you're a business owner, for example, you're always going to have it looming over your shoulder. You're always going to have it looming over the horizon that at any point, the government is going to shut your business down. You're going to... You're going to be forced to be hyper aware. You're being forced into, you know, hanging on politicians' every word. Because don't let anybody tell you otherwise. They love doing these press conferences. They love doing, they love standing out there in front of the crowd and talking about their big plan and how much money they're giving away and, you know, how they're protecting people. This is what they took the job for in the first place. They live for these moments. So now it's going to be about the continuation of this. How do we keep this going? Not the virus itself, but people have overwhelmingly responded well to government measures to curb, you know, like lockdowns, for example. People, you, if you're an anti-lockdown person, you're in the minority. I'm sad to say. Right? If you're, if you're somebody who puts individual freedoms and civil liberties and stuff at the top of the agenda like I do, then you are in a very small minority here with me because we are the ones who will be accused we're already being accused, we're the ones who are accused of uh, being selfish and conspiracy theorists and extremists and whatnot. even if your scepticisms are validated by the, the data that these organisations put out themselves even if you're using that as the basis for your understanding, doesn't matter. You're a conspiracy theorist. You're a science denier. You want old people to die, right? 
where we are. Because you know, earlier in the show, somebody made the point about emotional arguments. You know, we're like I said, we're all we're well past that. We're well past the emotional argument stage. We're now being run by emotional arguments. We're being ruled by them. So this is going to be the dance now. Much as I hate to admit it, much as I hate to say it, but we have now validated this mode of governance, this this way of governing people we have given a big fucking tick to and they couldn't be happier about it. They could not be happier. I mean, if you take the American presidential election, for example, if you were a cynical political person, you would say one side was offering lockdowns and the other side was offering um, vaccines being rolled out by the military and we got more votes than we've ever got in any election. Right. If you were a political underling in one of these parties or for a staffer for a politician, I could see that take being commonplace within those within those circles. I've known a few of these people in my time. That's that's the way they think. So, 2021 is coming. 20 you know, 2020 was fucking terrible for a lot of reasons. There's a lot of things that you know, it's not all bad in 2020. You know, it hasn't been a particularly good year for me personally, but there's been good things that have happened throughout the year, personally for me. But all in all, it's been pretty fucking terrible. And I, I imagine that's the way for most people. There's always gonna, You're always going to find silver linings on certain clouds without even trying. But that doesn't mean that it hasn't been raining every day. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I, 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 see, I see 2020 being a tinderbox... And I don't even want to say it. I don't even want to say it. But I think a lot of these frustrations, I think a lot of people are banking on, you know, a hope. And, you know, you know the position we take on this show. Hope is pointless. Hope will kill you. Hope is a terrible, terrible thing. It's a delusion that we convince ourselves that without any, without any, without any conceivable reason for believing so, we will believe that it will get better in the future. It's called the valence effect. It's a psychological condition that afflicts most people. Where you predict good things happening with no evidence to suggest that it will. That's that's what we do. So I think a lot of people are now in the churn of the valence effect, thinking that at the end of 2020, and as we move into 2021, for some reason, it's going to get better. Like, oh no, uh, we're going to get back to normal. We'll just get this little vaccine and we'll just have a little bit of surveillance and we'll get a little bit of stimulus and everything will go back to normal and then we're going to be happy again. I think a lot of people have this belief. And I, I hate and I hate to be the one to tell them, but we are now already, we aren't even in 2020 yet, and we're already in the stage of, hey, guess what, guys? Now there's a new super strain of COVID and we need to go even harder than we did in 2020. We need to go even harder. We need to lock things down for a long time. I'm not talking weeks. I'm not talking months here. I'm talking a long, long, long fucking time because this new COVID, it's fucking bad. And we need to make sure that everybody gets the vaccine. Otherwise, they'll be fucking fired. 
We need to ban everybody from doing things. We need to make masks mandatory all the time, right? It's, this is what I'm seeing as looming as 2021 on the horizon. No, we need to we need to track your movements implicitly via your phone. We used to have these conversations about privacy and whatnot. No, no, no. Fuck privacy. This is about protecting you. We're keeping you safe. That'll be 2021, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Wet sandwich. 2021 is going to make this year look like a party. I tend to agree. Uh, Maureen, uh, as I told my mother last night, a real civil war with guns is coming. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. We just aren't. We just aren't the industry. Here's here's something to consider. When was the last time there was a civil war in what you would call a first world modern country? What was the last one? Think about this, because I have a theory. And I'm not having a go at you here, but it is something that I, I don't think I've raised. I don't think I've talked about this on the show before. But I do have a theory on this. Because I see a lot of people saying, oh, civil war, civil war. I, I would put it to you. Here's my argument, right? I would put it to you that civil wars happen in places which are less technologically advanced, which are less, you know, on the front line, on the cutting edge. People say, see Colombia, Germany in the 50s. So we're talking, right? We're talking 70 years ago. Where do civil wars happen now? They happen in, you know, far-flung third world countries like fucking Ethiopia. That's where civil wars happen. They happen in Ethiopia and Sudan and Yemen, right? They happen in places that are very, very different from the United States, Australia, the UK, Canada, and so on. I would put it to you that the ingredients for a civil war just at this point in the West do not exist. You cannot make a civil war out of what we have. We have far too many people who are dependent on the system we have far too many people living in a first world bubble of protection and safety. We have far too many people living like a privileged life. Civil war is not in our makeup anymore. The last time America had a civil war, it was in the 18 fucking hundreds. Wasn't it? Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was in the 1800s. Right? So... We like to think, oh, there's going to... Well, we don't like to think, but we suspect that there's going to be... I don't think there is going to be a civil war. Let's just say the absolute worst happens and the worst possible people come to power in the most powerful countries, that being the Western nations. I'm more of the opinion, and it's a discussion, it's a discussion, but I'm more of the opinion that uh, these countries fall with a whimper and not a war. They fall into bondage and servitude because they're programmed to do it, right? Because because we're pushed, because we're slightly nudged into it, because somebody will promise us protection and safety and then they'll just lock up all the people who don't agree after they've got like a massive people agreeing with them. We already have 70% of people, like I keep bringing up the Baltimore example, right? Because I think, you know, people who are, who consider who would consider themselves to be patriots who are willing to march in the streets and go to Washington and take their guns and we will overthrow the government and stuff. I think they tend to miscalculate 
just how in the minority they, how much in the minority they are. So we have covered on this show the literal Iraq war fucking spy planes flying over Baltimore City now as we speak, 24 hours a day for their protection. And the city of Baltimore put out, um, you know, put out a poll before they agreed to do this and asked people, what do you think? 70% of the people said, yes, we want spy planes flying over Baltimore 24-7 to keep us safe. 70% said they agree. Now, you would think, well, we're in the minority to 30% then, but that's not true either. Because 30%, you have to consider in that 30%, it's likely that half of the people just didn't care. So it's not that they were in favour of it, it's just that they didn't care about it, so they answered no. So you might be 50% of that 30%. You might be around 15% of the population. And people, it's at this point, usually somebody who's uh, historically, you know, astute will say to me, well, Boogs, it was only 15, 20% of the American population that uh, that caused the Civil War and won the Civil War in uh, the 1700s. And to that, I would say, yes, in the 1700s, which is exactly my point here. Which is exactly my point here. Sorry, not the Civil War, the war, the Rebellion War. Which is exactly my point here. Societies that are not modern are more likely to engage in civil war. I think we've got too many people on food stamps. We've got too many people on benefits. We've got too many people on handouts. People will riot if they don't get their handouts, but they're not going to engage in civil war because of ideology. That's my take. That's my take. So uh, maybe with that, ladies and gentlemen, that might be a good place to end it. We've been going so long. Uh, thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Remember, if you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means, head to patreon.com slash boogiebumper. Become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you would like to start a civil war, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at Boogie Bumper. Don't forget to follow all of our friends, ladies and gentlemen. I'll be back on Wednesday night with the last episode before Christmas of the Daily Boogie Podcast. Thank you to everybody who contributed tonight on DLive. Until Wednesday night, ladies and gentlemen, stay calm, stay rational. God bless. Don't forget Phil uh, D'Angelo tomorrow night, 6.30pm, by the way. Winning TV, DLive.tv slash winning TV. Uh, until tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, stay calm, stay rational, God bless, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.